listening to This Ghost Talks Podcast with your host, Chris Given. Welcome to the very first episode of This Ghost Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Given, and today I'll be talking about my take on what it means to be spiritual. But before I get into the main topic, I'm going to start with a little bit about me and why I titled my podcast as This Ghost Talks. Computer gaming has been my hobby for 28 years, and back in 1992 I got my first computer and started gaming with my friends. I created a short list of gaming handles and eventually settled on Ghost, and it's been the only handle I've ever used. It's like a second name to me. At one point in my life, I started a business called Elan Games, which was, of course, a computer gaming center. My customers would refer to me as Ghost, and to this day, I'll still hear someone I knew from back then call me Ghost as I pass by in the street, and I'll turn as surely as someone had said my name. So yeah. I'm the ghost that's doing the talking, and thus the title, This Ghost Talks. Now I know I run the risk of people thinking that this podcast is about ghosts, and although that's a topic I'll likely get into at some point, it's really just me talking about topics that I find interesting, such as spirituality, the paranormal, life after death, reincarnation, conspiracy theory, free energy, UFOs, aliens, anything to do with technology or computers, cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, gaming, virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and so much more. One of my favorite podcasts to listen to is Coast to Coast AM, which I'm sure many of you have heard of. I love that show because it's not afraid to broach many of the topics that I find fascinating. I simply want to share my take on these topics and more and see where it takes me. I'm doing this podcast mostly for fun, but also to leave something behind for my kids and the world. It occurred to me when I realized that the only thing I have left of my mother is a couple of small pictures I hang on my fridge, and what I wouldn't give just to hear her voice again. I don't want to leave my kids with nothing but memories, even if they're great ones. So I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you are entertained if nothing else. I don't require any of you to think the way that I do or accept the ideas that I put forth, but I know you are all intelligent beings, and the surest sign of intelligence is the ability to entertain an idea without accepting it. Rest assured, I have no idea what I'm doing. I had to teach myself how to use Audacity, which is the program I'm using to record my voice. But a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step, so please join me on this journey and we'll see where it takes us. Now, without further ado, let's talk about spirituality. So, spirituality. We've all heard people say, oh, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. And we all know people that tend to roll their eyes when they hear it. You might be one of them. But let's take a deeper dive into what I think it means to be spiritual. And I think the best way to do that 
is to look at it in contrast to religion because I think spirituality is the polar opposite to religion. Not in an evil way, because I know many will automatically assume that the opposite of religion must be evil, like Satanism. No, it's opposite in the following ways. Religion is divisive, while spirituality is about unity. Most wars throughout our history have been religious wars, as it not only divides people along ideological lines, its teachings also imply that you are separate from the Creator and that heaven and hell are places that you could end up. Hell doesn't exist, by the way. Besides, what kind of all-knowing, all-loving God would create such a place and still deserve the title? Spirituality, on the other hand, is unifying because it accepts any and all ideas without judgment. It says we are all one. It's unity consciousness. It is what is meant by do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. And as you do for others, you do for yourself. And as you do to others, you do to yourself. And judge not lest ye be judged, because there is only one of us here. This is precisely why people report no judgment during near-death experiences, because in so much as they have done, so too has everybody else. Because I am another you. We love to hate this concept, and it's hard to accept because we all know people we don't like. We see people doing horrible acts and say, that's not me. I'm separate from that person. Separation has to be real. And there has to be victims because who would choose to come here and experience such horrible things? We cannot know the agreements nor agendas of other souls. But I can tell you a short story that illustrates that love is all there is, even when taking into consideration the horrible deeds that take place within the game of life. We come here to better understand what love is by experiencing its lack. We come here to better understand our true power by pretending to be powerless. We come here to better understand the light by diving deep into darkness. Keeping that in mind, here is the story of the little angel. Once there was a little angel soul that was preparing to come to earth and she was surrounded by her guides and soul group. They asked her what she wanted to do in her next life, and she said, Well, I want to experience what it's like to be treated very badly, so that I can better understand love. But you are all such unconditionally loving beings that I don't think any of you would come with me so that I can. One soul stepped forward and said, I will go with you and do these horrible things to you. The others looked at him and asked him why, and he said, Because I love her. It will help her grow as a soul and to better understand the meaning of love, and it's what she chooses. So you can see from a soul's perspective, nothing that happens in the game of life actually hurts the soul. In fact, the soul gains a better understanding of who and what it is through hardship at times. Despite what we witness in the game of life, it's just an illusion. The truth is, love is all there is. This story illustrates how love, on a soul level, can be the motivating factor in all sorts of horrendous experiences we put each other through. Despite hearing this truth, many will still deny it. That's okay. Your soul knows what's going on. How boring would this life experience be if we were all the same and we all just got along? 
We came here for a purpose, and that purpose is to pretend that we are not gods. I think you might know who said this. Why are you so amazed by these things that I do, these things and more, so shall you do? Have I not said, ye are gods? Well, somebody was quoted as saying that. Nobody wants that responsibility, by the way. We all want to play the helpless victims who need a savior. Spirituality says there's nothing to be saved from. That we are all here by choice and that we will leave by choice. The concept of God giving us free will is essentially God giving himself, herself, itself, free will. Because we are all part of God as surely as your pinky figure is a part of your body. There is nobody and nothing outside of God. Everything is God. And the free will is absolute. There are no conditions. There are no contracts. You don't have to pray. You don't have to stand, sit, kneel, or dance. Your free will is completely free. And God requires absolutely nothing from you. My truth is, there are no victims. Everything is an act of creation, and life is like playing a video game. And when you're done playing, you go on to play other games. As a computer gamer, I like this analogy because when I'm immersed in a game, I get really involved with the characters. And it can seem very real, especially when playing in virtual reality. But when I'm done playing, I can walk away without emotional connection to it. Life is like that. Your soul is the player, and your life is the game. The game will end by choice when you're done playing it, and you will go on to play other games. God, how we love to play. And here's the thing. As a gamer, I realize that I'm sometimes playing an unreal game inside an unreal game and maybe even inside another unreal game like a Russian nesting doll. But you know what's real? That part of you that is aware that you are the gamer and not the game. Religion calls people who question it heretics, while spirituality says question everything and make up your own damn mind. It says listen to others and allow for their truth and share yours, but don't judge and don't persecute others for having different ideas. Nobody knows what's really going on, at least not on an ego level. Religion is fear-based. In fact, it's a system of control through fear. That's what it is in a nutshell. It's why they came up with the idea of the devil and hell. And don't take my word for it, there have been priests that have come out and said so. It's why they ripped anything empowering from the Bible like reincarnation. They need you to believe that you get one shot. They need you to believe you need them as the gatekeepers to heaven, that only they can help you get there. These people who are guilty of the most heinous crimes against children. Religion asks you to put your trust in them while spirituality says trust yourself and trust your heart. So, while religion is fear-based, spirituality, on the other hand, is love-based. It says love is all there is. It gives you freedom to think the way you wish, and it gives others the freedom to think the way they wish. One is about control. The other is about freedom. In religion, people have beliefs which they can become very emotionally attached to. They hold these beliefs for years, lifetimes even, and some would rather die than be made wrong. 
Spirituality says don't have beliefs because ideas are much easier to change. You don't become emotionally attached to an idea. Beliefs are rigid while ideas are fluid. It's like Bruce Lee said, be like water. Be fluid. Accept change because change is good. In fact, change is the only constant in the universe. Try to think of something that doesn't change. I'll wait. Okay, I won't wait. But it's a good mental exercise. Religion has you looking at things from the little me, which is ego-based, while spirituality has you looking at things from the big me, which is soul-based. To put it another way, and keeping with the life as a game analogy, religion has you looking at things from inside the game, while spirituality has you looking at things from outside the game. It's ego versus soul. One of these things is a part you play in a two-hour movie, while the other is the real you with no beginning nor end. Your soul understands unity because unity is truth, and it occurred to me that everything in nature also points to unity when looking from a higher perspective. It seems we left clues in the game of life to remind us. For instance, ants on the ground become one colony from above. A single blade of grass becomes a lawn. All of the apparently individual cells in your body, and there are trillions of them, become one body. All the planets become one solar system. All the solar systems become one galaxy. All the galaxies become one universe. And perhaps all the universes become one multiverse. The point being is, everything is one thing, and it's obvious when looking from a higher perspective. Speaking about higher perspectives, this is what I think is the very definition of what some people will call Christ consciousness. It's seeing the world from your soul's perspective all the time. A higher perspective. Going about your life while keeping in mind the bigger picture of what we are actually doing here as souls at all times. That to me is Christ consciousness. Sounds easy, right? It's not. We love to get lost in our control dramas, and the ego is a hard thing to shut up. But the more you do it, the easier it gets. I have many people in my life that are religious, including many family members, and I love them. I'm not judging them for being religious. I'm just pointing out my opinion of religion in general. It's likely not an opinion they share, and that's okay. For me, religion has played the role it was supposed to play during the Piscean Age. But its time has come and gone. People are turning away from religion en masse because it doesn't serve us anymore. It's a relic of an age past, and we are awakening to a new age with new energy that frees us from fear and opens us up to new possibilities. Now, I would say that I'm more spiritual, based on what I'm saying it is, but the truth is, I don't like labels. I feel that as soon as you label yourself, you limit yourself. And you put yourself in the state of mind that separates you from everyone who doesn't label themselves the same as you do. We say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Muslim, I'm a Hindu, I'm a Republican or a Democrat, a liberal or a conservative. But are you really those things? Those things are just states of mind, different ways of thinking. Separation is a lie, of course, but that doesn't mean you can't think you're separate from everyone and everything and even have that experience. One could describe life as one big lie, 
because it's nothing like it is in the realm of the absolute, the place we call home when we're not playing the game of physical life. And giving others titles like saint or savior also separates and elevates them in the mind and strips you of your power. The idea of a savior is far more heinous than the idea of a devil. Both are fictions, by the way. You are a god, which is the truth, but you can think you're not. We are here in part to pretend we are not. You can play the part of a victim and think you are one, but there are no victims. Everything is an act of creation and everything happens for a reason. The comparison of religion and spirituality makes me think of another important comparison we should be looking at, and that's the comparison of the ages. We have recently exited the Piscean Age, and we have entered the Aquarian Age. Now, everything is energy, and each age has its own unique energy that it brings to the table and which ultimately changes the world. The experiences you have in your life will match the creative energy that preceded it. Energy comes first, and then experience follows. The energy of these two ages couldn't be any more opposite, either. The Piscean Age, which we have recently left, could be described as the Dark Ages. It was the age of religion and the age of beliefs. It was an era of war, suffering, excess, and inequality. It was dominated by centralized power such as governments, central banks, and royal families. Many technologies that would have helped humanity with the problem of inequality were hidden away. And so, it was the age of secrets, separation, slavery, and it was all based in fear. It was the age of me, and now it's the age of we. The Aquarian Age, on the other hand, is the Golden Age. It is the age where spirituality comes to the forefront. It's the age of ideas, of truth and transparency. It's the information age. It's the age of decentralization. Decentralization of information, social platforms, and money. True censorship-resistant technologies will enable a world with no voter fraud, no identity theft, and ideas that cannot be silenced. It's an age of unity, and it's love-based. It's the age of peace. Nothing can stop the change that is coming. Again, energy precedes experience, and our collective creative consciousness is shifting to a higher frequency to match that of the new age. It's also known as the Great Awakening. The transition will be messy as the old energy gets pushed out for the new, and it's going to go down fighting, but go down nonetheless. It's inevitable, because we created it as such. So there's great reason to be optimistic about the future even with our current circumstances looking grim. It's always darkest before dawn, and I'm always looking on the bright side of life. And you can too. This has been my take on what being spiritual means. So next time you hear someone describe themselves as spiritual, just remember that it's not such a bad thing. In fact, maybe, just maybe, you might want to consider becoming a little more spiritual and a lot less religious. It's the Aquarian Age, the Age of the Awakening, and it's about time we all woke up. I'll leave you with this quote from the amazing, late, great Bill Hicks. The world is like a ride in an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, 
You can think it's real because that's how powerful our minds are. The ride goes up and down and around and around. It has thrills and chills and it's brightly colored and it's very loud and it's fun for a while. Many people have been on the ride for a long time and they begin to wonder, hey, is this real or is this just a ride? And other people have remembered and they come back to us and say, hey, don't worry, don't be afraid ever because this is just a ride. And we kill those people. Shut him up. I've got a lot invested in this ride. Shut him up. Look at my furrows of worry. Look at my big bank account and my family. This has to be real. It's just a ride. But we always kill the good guys who try to tell us that. Have you ever noticed that? Never let the demons run amok. But it doesn't matter because it's just a ride. We can change it anytime we want. It's only a choice. No effort, no work, no job, no savings of money. Just a simple choice right now between fear and love. The eyes of fear want to want you to put bigger locks on your doors, buy guns, close yourself off. The eyes of love instead see us all as one. Here's what you can do to change the world right now to a better ride. Take all that money we spend on weapons and defense each year and instead spend it on feeding, clothing, and educating the poor of the world, which it would pay for many times over, not one human being excluded, and we could explore space together, both inner and outer, forever in peace. I couldn't have said it better. Life is just a ride. This has been the first episode of This Ghost Talks, and if you found this talk interesting, please check out my next podcast where I talk about reincarnation. Before I go, I'll leave you with this thought. Anything that happens to you, happens through you. Thanks for listening, and I'll haunt you next time.